Damn, what is up, my internet friends? Welcome to Walking and Talking, the show in which I elaborate on the tautological nature of reality in ways that crucially implicate you and I in the act of creation for four-hour durations. Because this is a back episode which was originally shot as a video, you might occasionally hear me refer to something visual, but by and large, all of the important information is here in the audio. I am in the process of publishing all of these back episodes in this audio podcast format in order to offer you a more versatile and perhaps healthier way to listen as opposed to staring at the screen for hours on end. I'm not running any ads on this show, either here or on YouTube, so the only support that I get for it comes from donations. My goal is to increase the frequency with which I upload these shows, which would be greatly aided if I could start to offset some of the production expenses. So if you appreciate this show and would like to help ensure its continued existence, please consider donating at patreon.com slash benjaminbennett or via the PayPal link in the description. And without further badgering, let's get on to the Nothing Burger. Damn. <coughs> damn. Damn. Look at that. Look at all that stuff. Look at all that stuff. Damn. There is so much stuff. Holy mackerel. There's so much stuff. Look, I'm just looking at a little bit. See? We're just looking at a little bit of a little bit of stuff and just in that little spot, there's a lot. That'd take you you look at that picture. It's pretty good. That's a pretty good picture. If you ask me. I could look at this for a while, just this one spot. This could be I could probably I could look at that for four hours. I could, look, I could look at that for four hours. But then, if I move an inch to the left, it's like, ooh, yeah, that's pretty good too. Maybe I should look at that for four hours. Damn. I could look at that for four hours. But then if I move a little more, ooh, that's nice. That's a nice framing, you know. That little circle, that little circular frame of form. Look at all the variety of form. <clears throat> Could look at that for hours. But then, woo, you know, endless variations on this. Endless variations on this. Never take it all, never take it all in, you know. It's too much. Too much. <sighs> See, you know, but then, but then you realize there's so much on this dang rock that it's like, oh, I better just make it moving. It better be a moving picture like this. This is a movie. Instead of a instead of a painting, we got a movie. A movie. The picture moves. That's why it's movie. It's very, the picture is very movie because it moves. This is talky. This, we got a talky, you know, because there's talking. So I could look at, you know, you could look at this for hours. 
this this moving rock so you can try and take it all take get it all in get a bigger idea of this the variety of form but then you get over here and it's like oh oh shit whole nother whole nother universe over here now we got oh damn things are developing this there's plot development going on here because we got we got life now well we had life over here because look we got that lichen it's a lot it doesn't look alive you know that that green and black stuff it's alive maybe it doesn't look that much different from the rock but it's alive but then you got whoa shit's growing A moss, see? You know, we got we got the inanimate here and the rock. Then we got the sort of this the sort of animate, the lichen. You know, it's turning it's turning the rock into something or quote unquote organic. And then you got the moss that's taking that a, a step further. It's a step further removed from this rock. We're like moving, we're moving uh, right along the evolution here. You know, it's like the history of the world. You got, you had rock, you had uh, something unrecognizable. And then you had something recognizable as life. Hello. And then you got... Hmm? Oh, I'm just uh, making a, a video about this lichen and this moss here. Uh, informally, you know. I was kind of talking about how uh, inanimate matter turns into animate matter. was a book I read, it was a historical fiction about a lady who studied lichen all her life. Oh yeah? I wish I remembered the title. Oh my, my, my uncle kind of did that. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to be in this YouTube video? No, okay. <laughs> Have a good day. See that? It's just forests. Forests of moss. Forests of moss. It's a plant, you know? This is... Uh, uh, they say that uh, fungus... Um, it's, it seems like fungus was the first form of life that was on land. That, mo that was on land as opposed to in water. And, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, it'd be something resembling this lichen. You know, it's a symbiosis between algae and lichen, er, er, and, uh, fungus. 
But before plants were ever on land, there had to be this fungus that could, you know, grow on rocks and like actually turn some of this rock into, uh, you know, a form of something that plants could eat, you know, because it's pretty dang hard for a plant to grow on rock. So there, there's a few that do it. There's a few that can just grow on a rock, but uh, lichen does a better job at like turning that rock into food. So lichens had to do their thing for a good long while, I believe, before the any plants could evolve. And then you you know this moss is uh, it's we're moving in a different uh, a decent a decent um, representation of evolutionary history here because I I think that plants like moss did evolve before the flowering plants. You know they they send out spores just like fungus. A fungus doesn't have seeds, it sends out spores. And the same deal with moss, I'm pretty sure, sends out spores. It doesn't have flowers or seeds. That that came later. That evolved later. Know what I'm saying? I don't I I don't I have no idea what this looks like. Let's keep you know, let's keep moving uh, along the evolutionary history here. And look at that. Look at that. A plant. A flowering plant. It's a grass, it's a monocot, it, you know, one cotyledon when it comes out of the ground. You see why you see it's so uh, parallel, you know, grass? Of course, it's par parallel venation. I don't, I don't really know if monocots or dicots were, came first or if they both split off from some common ancestor or something like that, but... You got a little, a little tree lip. Was that a birch? A little tiny birch? And then at some point, yeah, at some point. Animals. I mean, we're not we're not constructing a, a perfect uh, linear narrative here. We're just kind of looking at what's around and thinking about how it got to be here. But I mean. I'm right to say that there's a heck of a lot of stuff, you know? I mean, just that, uh, just that alone is pretty nuts. I mean, just that there is something, you know what I'm saying? That there's something as opposed to nothing.
And then there's a whole shitload of it. Even without, without even moving, I could make a damn four hour video here. Maybe I should start doing that, you know? Without running out of interesting shit to look at. You know what I'm saying? Like this beetle, it's walking. I could narrate, I could narrate this beetle's quest for four hours. What's it looking for, food? I mean, why not? If that's your, you know, that could be your life. But better, you know, there's a, there's like a, some kind of spider over there too. So, uh, better watch out. I don't know, you got a pretty decent shell. You could probably, oh, I freaked it out, but uh, watch out for that web. You're getting dangerously close to this spider web, dog. Don't let me, don't let me like frighten you into the web. Don't get caught in the web like I am. Save yourself. Spare yourself. Little orange legs. Bye! But you know, differing scales, you know? At every, at every freaking scale. It's nutso. It is nutso. At every scale. It is. You know? It. The, the big ol' it. But even just more fundamentally, <clears throat> that there, that camera keeps turning off for some reason. I don't know what's going on. So I'm gonna have to keep an eye on this, on you, uh, your your camera body. Uh, make sure you don't cut out on me. Make sure you don't go dark on me. You know, it's basically uh, kind of a metaphor for ceasing to exist, you know. The camera turns off your subjectivity as far as I'm concerned disappears. Anyhow, I was going off on... Uh, it seems like there's sort of three categories, if you want, of what there is. Being me, you, and... And it, at least as far as what's going on here, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing that there's an it, you know, that's what we've established already. And that there's so freaking much and so, uh, much wondrous variety of it as we can see all around us the proof is in the pudding obviously you look look really close or you look from really far away at any scale it's pretty 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 fucking mind-blowing if you actually stop to think about it uh but then but then you gotta then you gotta be like okay well uh the the presence of the of this stuff of all this stuff 
um, kind of necessitates also the presence of of I of the observer. I can't tell. I don't. I have no idea if this is in focus or not. I mean, you can't, you couldn't have the it without the I, know what I'm saying? Like what you're seeing here, you, you know, you're looking at your screen. And then there's all the stuff around your screen. You know, outside of your YouTube screen. So much stuff. If you have one of these, these jeweler's loops or a magnifying lens. Or even without, just stick your eye really close to stuff. Oh, here we go. This is cool. Uh, I'm just looking at the lens and um, I'm just kind of guessing that, you know, I can, I can make the camera lens in focus or not from my point of view. Like I'm, whoa, that's, this is, this is pretty nuts actually. Cause I'm just, my point of view is just like the lens. It's like Hal from 2001. I'm just looking at Hal right now. That's like what my viewpoint is. And this is this is like kind of uh, your ma the mask of you. You know, like what I can see of you is just is this kind of robotic eye. That's what you're looking through. But on your end, I'm assuming that if the lens is on is in focus from my point of view that uh, my eyeball is in focus from your point of view so I hope it's a nice close-up maybe you can like uh, scan my retina or some shit like that and uh, <clears throat> use it against me in some some way in the future when uh, retinal scanning is used for everything I don't know but what I'm saying is uh, you know if you have one of these and you look closely at everything, these are, you know, these are worth it. These jeweler's loops, order one online, pretty cheap. Uh, and it just like, you know, it opens up, it expands your, your scale of what you can look at, you know? And it's like, a, as a species, we've done that a lot. As a species, we've used technology to dramatically expand the scope of our perception, both small and large, microscopic and macroscopic and telescopic. <clears throat> but you could be sitting where you are and just look around you and uh, never run out of stuff, you know, to be interested in. You'd never be able to to accurately describe everything around you. I mean, you can describe it in your typical terms. You could be like, I got a desk with some crap on it. I got a cluttered desk and a laptop. Or uh, or I'm laying in bed late at night looking at my laptop because I'm lonely, that sort of thing. Or uh, I'm, I'm, I'm watching YouTube while I'm at work uh, getting paid for it. Um, and uh, I got a, a boring 
job or something like that and you can you can describe in those kind of terms what's around you but there's also infinite other ways to look at what what's immediately around you and if you you know if you wanted to actually like get kind of atomistic um and try to describe like the the just you know where like how much of everything there is what's what it's made of like the position of all these freaking molecules you couldn't you can't you can never do that you can just make a map as if you if it became perfectly accurate then the map is the is the same size as the territory <clears throat> the map is the territory Uh, but we got off on a tangent, and what I wanted to say was, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going to be blown, awa blown away by the fact that there's an it out there, there's all this stuff, it necessarily brings you back to thinking, to realizing, oh, uh, that's, there's also the eye, there's also the observer wacky you know and that's just as that's just as wild that's just as wild and of course they 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 need each other you know they 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 completely necessitate each other you can't have one without the other for sure and of course i've gone off in long tangents uh in previous episodes about you know, self and other being um, a false dichotomy, which I'm sure we'll get. I'm sure we'll get into that rant at some point today. Uh, you know, no rush. It'll come up. I'm sure of it. But then, uh, yeah, so there's, I guess I'm talking about I and it, but there's also you, um, which is interesting. Because cause for me, you, in a sense, is a little bit of a reflection of my own subjectivity. A little bit of a reflection of I, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I guess I'm making a distinction between you and it. <clears throat> And that uh, it's it's almost like some kind of intermediate. It's it's some sort of intermediary uh, position you between I and it, as in the it. Um, I conventionally perceive as <clears throat> more different from myself than you. And the fact that I use you, that word, which you understand, of course, <clears throat> leads us to the to having to deal with the fact that there's language here that's being understood, that I'm saying and you're understanding. Which leads us to uh, the fact that we share a lot. We share a lot. You and I. We share this language. 
there's some kind of meaning being transferred via this language. That's pretty cool, huh? That uh, that, that wouldn't be shared between me and this tree or uh, that bug over there or these rocks. Even though I still uh, think that there are, are similarities, there, there are degrees of similarities between what I'm calling me and what I'm calling this stuff. <clears throat> now I'm putting a big old asterisk on everything that I'm saying right now because at this ultimate level, I'm, I'm, I'll probably go off on this at some point that <clears throat> all the all these uh, separations, these categories that I make. Bam, dog, the uh, video camera screwed up again. This, this, was, this was doing this the other day, too. I hope I don't have to fucking exchange his GoPro again. That's a pain in the neck. <clears throat> pain in... It's a pain in, in various bodily parts, I would say. Yeah, it's mostly a pain in the brain, actually. A pain in the mind. A pain in the soul. Um... Uh, but you know, the, the customer service agents are pretty, pretty friendly, pretty helpful, uh, pretty willing to uh, help me out as long as I'm still under warranty. Um, oh yeah, we're just uh, we're just sort of like marveling at the fact that uh, it is optional but fun to uh, labor under the supposition that uh, there's a separateness between me and you and everything. Um, but truthfully, it's not that there's... It's not that there's... Okay, there's not not separation. Or, or, or is there? I can't decide right now. It's funny. Like this is now. So so so. Maybe a few minutes ago, the dichotomy that I was laboring under uh, was the separation of myself and the world, and myself and you, and. But now the dichotomy, I, I seem to have, now I feel like I've resolved that dichotomy. Now the dichotomy that I'm laboring under uh, is a dichotomy between dichotomy and non-dichotomy. You know what I'm saying? There's a, there, there's a dichotomy that I seem to be uh, <clears throat> giving purchase here. Allowing purchase is that is that the right way to say is that a is that an allowable wording of things giving purchase yeah that's a, that's a thing people say give no purchase to the idea that there's separation between you and me and the rest of the world unless you want to because it's you can you can give that purchase if you if for fun you know but you don't have to as long as you realize you don't have to then you're totally welcome to do it. Uh, but I'm digressing because 
<clears throat> I was trying to explain that now the dichotomy that we're we're investigating here is that between dichotomy and non-dichotomy, that is, is there separation or is there not? Is there a difference between self and other or is there not? Um, and when I notice myself vacillating in between the two, it's a pretty good indication that I'm wavering back and forth in an optional dichotomy. You know, maybe instead of false dichotomies, we should talk. We should be talking about optional dichotomies. Because once I finish this video and I, I go and walk back to the car and start driving, uh, when I start driving, I'm definitely going to be given purchase to the dichotomy between self and other and make sure that I'm not smashing into any cars, you know, not smashing into anybody else. Um, in order to preserve the self, and in doing so, preserve all of this. I mean, and I, I mean to say to preserve uh, this continued act of perception. Perception being um, sort of one of the one of the basic mechanisms uh, that creates the self and other. You know what I'm saying? Like if I, if we weren't perceiving then there wouldn't be another per other to perceive and then there wouldn't be uh any kind of reference point for the self you know and it's more than perception you know it's also like i guess before perception it's like sensation like sensation being uh the the building block for perception and perception being the building blocks for uh, con concepts conceptions like conceptions being a uh, very complicated web of percepts and and percept being sort of a, a a beautifully complex web of sensations so if i think about uh <clears throat> if i think about a plant for example like there's a there's a pretty substantial amount of evidence that that plants have some form of sensation, you know. And you think about like a a tendril wrapping around uh, something to grab it. You see a squash vine growing up a trellis. Like in my front yard, I got a I got a kabocha squash. I took because I I got a squash. I got a squash from H Mart, kabocha squash, because I love those things. They're so damn, they're so sweet when you roast them. And uh, I had all these seeds, so I saved the seeds, dried them out, and uh, actually, I'd, I don't I don't know if I even dried them out. I put them, I, I stuck them in some of those little peat capsules. You know, the, it's like the little peat disc and you soak it in water and it gets, it expands the thing. I, I remember seeing those when I was a little kid because my dad used to grow, start the seeds uh, from those little, little peat capsules You'd soak them in water and they grow. I got a fucking kick out of that. It's like, that's magic. 
you put a little tiny like hockey puck thing, a little mi mini hockey puck in some water, and it just like whoop, and you stick some seeds in there and they grow. It's magic. Uh, so then, yeah, the, squ the kabocha squash seeds came right up. They, they sprouted real quick. I stuck them in the ground in front of my house. You know, make a, try to make a little mound. I don't know why they need the mound, but apparently they like it. <clears throat> I put, put a little uh, trellis up there. A little bit of, uh, I use that like uh, concrete remesh. It's like steel, steel grid, basically. And then, so they, they, they took off. They took off, especially once it started getting warm. They seem to like that. Uh, but the tendrils, you know, I see the tendrils like reaching out into space. And then they, when they touch a little piece of the bar, the, the steel bar, the remesh, they coil around it. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like, uh, you know, there, there's at least some sensation there or like uh, something approaching it. <clears throat> I mean, and uh, of course you can explain that in terms, in terms of just like biochemistry. You can, I'm sure that uh, you could observe in there under a microscope like uh, biological and chemical mechanisms that make the tendril do that. But you can do that with the human body as well. You can, you can, you can physically, material, materially, empirically observe at least a lot of the, the, the biological apparatus that allow us to, to sense, you know? You can look at the eyeball. Somebody, some, somebody dies and donates their body to science, hopefully willingly, hopefully voluntarily. Um, and, and scientists dissect it, dissect the eyeball, and can look in there, see all the rods and cones, and uh, look at the optic nerve and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully they'd volunteer, but like, if they're dead, what's it matter? You know, this, this, that's a question. But I guess it only matters to the extent that they, that people know about. Like, if you were if you're a, a prisoner, and and you know that other prisoners are having their bodies dissected for med for for scientific purposes, whether they like it or not, or whether you know whether they gave consent or not. That's gotta. That's gotta. That's gotta suck a little, you know. Just to to um, to know that, like, you know, your body's kind of being uh, speculated upon for uh, for cutting up once you once you die and you don't have anything any say about it. And that's happened, you know. That's happened. But then, if you were like, but like me, I I would donate my body to science, but. It's important that I have the choice, but uh, this is this is pointless, uh, or it's not pointless, but um, it's a tangent. And I'm talking about sensation, and so like I think we could say pretty safely that uh, maybe like the phys the the physical mechanism of a squash tendril coiling around a bar that it touches is probably a simpler mechanism than, say, uh, the eye seeing. Uh, 
You know, like the like something as complex as the eye has been one of those things that people want to try to use to debunk evolution and be like, how could how could something as complex as an eye evolve? Because what's its what's its use um, in a in like a half formed state? Um, and you know, there's there's plenty of valid arguments against that. Um, but what I'm trying to get at is that, uh, like when I imagine like the interiority of something like the squash plant, I imagine it as being something, uh, relatively simple compared to the interiority of a human, which is precisely why if I was forced to make some kind of choice between killing a human and killing a squash plant, it would be a no-brainer to kill the squash plant, which has no brain. Um, but I would, <clears throat> I would of course prefer to kill neither and if I had the choice between killing a squash plant uh, killing President Trump anyways what I'm what I'm trying to get at is uh, that like Something like sensation, I don't believe is is like a, a, a discrete, like a totally discrete phenomenon. That is to say that I think there are fuzzy boundaries between what you, what sensation and what's not. Like all our, sen all, all the sense, even the sensation that we humans have can be attributable to, to physical things, to, uh, to biochemical exchange, to exchanges, you know, exchanges of energy. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, you do enough Vipassana meditation and like observe those sensations, uh, the, the physical sensations, the touch sensations in your body. And you can, you can, I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm just brainwashed by that shit, but it at least seems <clears throat> like you can observe, you, you can kind of see your sensation as being an exchange of energy, you know, and with, with touch sensation, like particularly thermal energy. But of course, what I'm saying now is all uh, concept, conceptual, uh, superimposed upon sensation combined. That's pretty interesting, you know. That's 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 really interesting, actually. Um, to like, yeah, imagine uh, different um, conceptual interpretations of one's sensation. It seem it actually can make a big difference.
like say you've got some like say you feel some kind of pain you know say you feel pain somewhere in your body uh and you don't know what's causing it that's really alarming right uh and but you know several different conceptual factors factors of knowledge are going to are going to have a an effect on how you interpret that pain. Like, say, you, what if you like, you know, you got some pain in your stomach that seems persistent, and like, you say you you know about stomach cancer. Somebody's telling you about their experiences with stomach cancer, and it's like interpret it that way. But then, but then, you know, there's the other thing where like. Say you're just exercising really hard. Say you're lifting weights or something and you feel pain in your body and that and then and you're like that's a good pain um, So that, you know, that's just like kind of kind of a, a, a fairly <clears throat> simple obvious Example that uh, knowledge the thought domain like Interacts with the sensation in in interesting ways, um, and now in the in this case of uh, of vipassana, say you go to these these ten day vipassana retreats and they they drill it into you, they drill it into you real good that um, as you're kind of have your eyes closed and you're sweeping your attention through the touch sensations of your body uh, and just observing them. And, uh, you know, over the course of these days, your, your attention does get, you know, more subtle, as they say. Um, and you can, you can, you get more sensitive and attuned to these very, very subtle little touch sensations. And, uh, it seems like you're able to observe them as being an energy exchange between your body and the outside world and as you observe them as such uh, the the that boundary blurs or it's 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 kind of as if you've kind you've sort of deconstructed your minds uh, sort of continuous conceptual activity of delineating one's body from the rest of the world and in the case of Vipassana you're doing that at the, the site of, of touch like this the site of what we tradition we we tend to observe as this the dividing line between the physical dividing line between self and other and but we notice that that physical dividing line that you know has this sensation like here here's this and i feel this and the hand is me and the twig is not me um that uh the the sensation is actually just kind of like an exchange of of energy whether that be kinetic or thermal kind of uh, kind of almost same thing in this in this sense or like like there, there's a lot of there's a lot of crossover between the kinetic and thermal 
You know what I'm saying? Like thermal, thermal energy could just be said to be uh, kind of dispersed kinetic energy, you know, molecules moving, you know, that's what it is. Ther like thermal energy is just like molecule, it's just kind of an average, a measurement of the average speed at which molecules are bouncing off each other in, in a uh, contained space or a, a, delin a demarcated space. Uh, yeah, okay, so we'll, we'll, we'll move around a little. Well, how about that, you know? I could stand in that one spot there for the whole four hours and just rant there and it'd be fine. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the, the scope and scale the scope of scales, of variety, of sensual experience available to us. And I, I do believe that, uh, I do believe that that's available, you know, uh, to everybody, you know, like there, there are confined people. And there, you know, there's various, there's, I'm, there's all kinds of people that, that uh, couldn't like come out here for various reasons. There's people that like stuck in a jail cell, you know. Uh, or just, you know, nothing to, nothing to, nothing to, uh, to dismiss to, to, to dismiss or, or write off you know but the the the, uh, the suckiness of that the the sheer magnitude of the suckiness of being stuck in a jail cell or or some similar uh, form of confinement <clears throat> but like I guess I guess also I want to say like, Say if if you are able to uh, get in position of like you know the jeweler's loop the the metaphorical jeweler's loop the perceptual jeweler's loop to where you can kind of realize. Just how how much there is, even in even in a limited area, and, and uh, I don't know quite how to word this, because I don't want to be insensitive, you know. I don't want to be an asshole, because I wouldn't want to fucking be in jail, prison, or or any such mode of confinement, even if it's not purely physical. You know, like being under like economic duress or uh, under 
oppressive rule. All these different forms, you know, that restrict freedom. Uh, but I do, but I do just want to believe, you, you know, like, given that that kind of shit does go on in this world, sadly, um, that there may, there may be still, like, um, at the level of, at the level of, of, uh, individual perception, conception, etc., um, paths towards freedom or orientations towards freedom, even, even within such, uh, external confinement. And so I'm just kind of here, here using the perceptual jeweler's loop as a metaphor for that, if you know what I'm saying. Like, like I want you to, like, tell, tell me, like, in what way you feel confined. Like, do you, do you work a fucking shitty job and feel like you have to? And I'm not, there's no judgment here. I'm not, like, whether you do or don't. Or, like, how, how you see it or not. I'm not judging. Like, if, like, it's, it's quite possible that you're there, you're there looking at me. Here in this, uh, you know, gorgeous, open place. Um... With time on my hands to do this shit, and uh, like you could, I don't know, I don't know. I'm just saying, I don't know what your situation is. Uh, like you might, you might uh, feel yourself to be stuck for one reason or another or some combination. be it obligations or confinement or or whatever it is but whatever it is i want you to be in in possession of this thing it, i mean even like you know like you can order one of these things pretty cheap uh but I'm not, you know, not even, not even literally, not even physically having one of these, but just like the, uh, just the sort of, uh, openness or, uh, sort of like, uh, spiritual wherewithal or something like that. To be like, you know, you know, wherever you are, just like look, look around, like look around you and closely, look close at something, and realize that there's something about it you never noticed before. See, we're still in this, like any one of, like where I am, you know, any one of these zones. But it's, I, it's easy for me to say being here. 
it's easier. It's 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 uh it's so much easier for me when I distance myself from the the man con the human constructed world uh because along with the human constructed world comes the human constructed valuation and categorization categorization of things and the 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 human constructed way to relate to things you know is it is that thing mine or is it someone else's is that thing valuable to to me or to someone else or is it not valuable is it good enough or is it not good enough that's the type of that's the way that we relate to things in the human made world you know like is this thing i mean even if you we have something beautiful that's in the man the human constructed world the question then is like okay so how much how much how much do you think you could sell for um And, uh, yeah, to me, that types of, those types of relating to things kind of constrict. Constrict our relating to the world and constrict ourselves into, you know, we, we then we relate to ourselves in, in much the same way. How valuable or useful am I? How much money could I sell my labor for? These sorts of things. And it tends to it tends to alienate us from looking at to to just you know like observing either the world around us or even ourselves. Like just just uh, observing it and appreciating. The sheer fact that ex exists and the fucking mind-blowing uh, variety and interest that it has. Just, you know, in its own... For, for its own sake. Like, you look at your damn mind for a moment and all the ridiculous thoughts that are flowing through it. And, and you can... That's entertainment, you know? You can laugh at that. Take, you know, take like any five minutes and just like, look, look at how many thoughts are running through your brain. And look at how ridiculous they are and laugh at it. It's hilarious. It is, it is hilarious. The types of things that we think. And you don't even have to do it. You don't have to make those thoughts. They will happen by themselves. It is hilarious what you will think of even if it's a revenge fantasy against your ex it is hilarious it, it, you know if you're not it, as long as you're not like too identified with it ooh i mean look at that holy smeg look at that we got some we got some nice shag 
No, no, it's 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 like that green astroturf carpeting. I always want to I always wanted to put that like inside my house or on the ceiling. Astro like you know like a putt putt golf course have a putt, have a putt putt course on your ceiling. But then you know. It's like you look at something and and you recognize it at from a certain scale. You're like, okay, AstroTurf. And then you get close. And then you're like, oh shit, actually uh that's uh there's a there's a bunch of little I don't even know what they call these botanically. Like leaves for lack of a better word. A bunch of little pointy green spikes. It's a forest in there. You get close enough, it's a forest. If you're the size of a bug, if you're the size of a bug, you're walking through a damn forest. I thought I heard somebody hiking. And I was gonna like, stand up and act normal for a second. See this, this is this is what happens when a human a human comes around and I gotta like fucking fall in line and and you know act like I'm not just fucking enthralled <clears throat> by this moss and just act like uh, and and kind of like fall in line to like oh no I'm on a, I'm on a hike I'm uh, you know. Getting some exercise and uh, uh, consuming some nature. That's what I'm doing. Getting peaceful and, and you know, uh, orient my being towards a, uh, a goal and uh, a form of conventional utility. Although, like, you know, you get out on, on this uh, Appalachian Trail and it's kind of cool because you, you're, you're a little bit more likely to meet the sort of people that uh, are less wrapped up in that shit. You know, hippies. I have peace, but like, you know, outdoorsy, I don't know. At least people that are, uh, have been willing enough to designate a significant chunk of time to, uh, just like walking through, walking through, uh, it just a infinitely varying, like, corridor of mind-blowing beauty. In a way that's not, you know, gratifying any, any immediate, um, <clears throat> like, material ambition material desire. I mean, I'm sure, like, for some people. I'm sure it's varying degrees of doing that. But it doesn't matter. I should shut up, you know, because, like, it's not like I don't objectify experience. Um, what was I talking about?
I feel like I'm I'm off on tangent upon tangent. Like I like if there's a main if there is a main road to be on, I'm like I've like branched off to several little side roads and try to need to kind of try and figure out uh, how to get back on the the main path of whatever the hell it was I was talking about. Like I'm remember I know that the tangent about like confinement and uh, how to find find freedom within confinement. But that was that itself was a tangent uh, from something else. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah, I mean it was. Uh, I was just talking about like like I'm I'm walking now. That's. That's what's going on. That's what I was talking about. Like I had been sitting in that one spot for quite a while. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty stoked about uh, what I could see around me. <clears throat> and, you know, just pretty, pretty generally uh, How should I say, like, like primed to to kind of like just get absorbed to whatever's you know close at hand. Like, you know, we can do it here. Like, we got the we got the any anywhere we're at. Oh shit! Don't break this thing. That would be sad. Although I got I got some more of them. I got a backup, not on me, but at home. You know, anywhere we're at, you just gotta look at something, and you're like, holy shit! Look at that. There's something. Anywhere you're at. Just anywhere you're at, just look at something. And be like, holy fucking shit. I can't believe there's this. And furthermore, I can't believe there's something there's that there's anything at all as opposed to nothing. Holy shit. Holy shit. See so we go. You know, you just look at close to this bark and it's like uh any any little part of this bark, you see it's green, the bark's greenish, like greenish shit. Like there's, uh, pretty sure that there's like, you know, some kind of algae like living on the bark, you know? Like here, it's like there's a, there's a, a thousand fucking organisms within this viewpoint right here. If, if uh, we're talking about that green, that greenish tint of the bark, and you know, you got these lentils, means you got little mountains and valleys, mountains and valleys basin and range up here and then whoa 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 so we got some crazy geology going on here look at that topography holy shit then you then you then you zoom out and you're like holy fucking shit there's a whole damn world of this and then and then you can apply some knowledge and be like oh okay it's a, a sweet birch, I think. Is there a little one? A little version of it. Sweet birch. Because then, uh, what you do is you, you scratch the stem. I'm scratch. I'm sorry. I'm I'm harming you a little bit for my own pleasure. Cause it's root, it smells like root beer and it's amazing. I'm gonna go ahead and 
just be um, be a, a, a bastard and break off the little twig that I scratched. I'm being I'm being horrible. I know. I'm exhibiting I'm exhibiting my rapacious murderous impulses. I mean, that sapling will live anyways, but it's gonna have a tough time because it's next to this big guy. It's gonna have a tough time fitting in there. Because you chew on this and, and you just get this root beer flavor the whole time. And it's, and it's like, holy shit, like this place offers, this place just offers you just uh, like this infinitely full sensorial, sensorial playground for free. It doesn't, it's, you don't gotta pay. I mean, it cost me a little gas money to get out here. So I, you know, contributed a little bit to climate change on my way out, so. In some way, you could, uh, in some way, it's like I'm destroying this place by coming here in a small way, by using, by emitting some carbon into the atmosphere. But, such is the nature of the changing world. Maybe I should, maybe I should get rid of my car and just be biking, biking and walking, biking and walking to get where I want to go. It's not a bad idea if you're, you know, physically able enough. But my hope is, you know, that for you watching this, even if you, uh, even if it's uh, not practical or possible, oh, I mean, it's sometimes it's. Just, Subjective how practical something is. Maybe you're like, I gotta work it. But you know, I gotta work. That's that's a subjective thing. You don't you in all likelihood you don't have to work. You know. You could not show you you could not show up to work tomorrow. But you're but you're gonna because you want the situation that it makes possible for you. You have to. You have to look at it that way. Don't don't say I have to work. If somebody's if somebody's like physically forcing you, at this under the threat of violence, then we can talk about it. But if it's because but but if but otherwise, don't say you have to work. Be honest. Be honest with yourself and say, I am choosing to work so that I can get the money so that I can pay for the things that I apparently value in life. I'm not judging that because, you know, maybe it's uh, maybe you got a family to support. And I'm sure that's, a, you know, that's a legitimate thing. 
But if it's just to get another ski do, okay, I won't, I won't judge. Even if, damn it, GoPro fucked up again and uh, it repairs, it stops and then it repairs the file. I think it's always, in the past it's always been successful at repairing the file, but we don't lose anything. But anyways, anyways, look at this guy. Oh, whoa. Get a, get a load of that guy. What you looking for? You're on a big rock. You're not going to find much to eat on this rock. Those brown spots, do you think that's normal? Do you think those brown spots are normal on this guy? I guess it would be good camouflage. Looks juicy, you know? If I were a bird, that would look pretty, pretty tempting. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm just walking here. I'm walking here and I can't get over it. How much, how much there is in, in any moment. And, uh, it's, it's just that there, uh, there are, there's this, uh, infinite, all these different scales at which at which I could explore the uh, mind-blowing variety of form. And it's, it's pretty, when I'm like, you know, when I'm like in the city, it's pretty damn hard to, to connect with that feeling, you know what I'm saying? When I'm in the city, it, it feels like, uh, it's kind of like, as if um, everything's sort of like, Everything's kind of sort of been like built around my scale. Uh, like everything, everything is um, sort of engineered around human DNA. You, you know, just like around uh, human form. Like the doors are all, all, all you know, within a certain size. Like things, things around. Uh, just kind of like, um, like it, you have to really swim upstream, swim against the current to <clears throat> find the wonder. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm just not paying the right kind of attention or, or maybe I'm just getting too, uh, too obsessed with with this place but uh no like in the in the i'm in the human built world and it's like it takes a lot more work to not relate to things and in the kind of like um possessive sense because even if even if i individually want to uh can, can like appreciate things 
appreciate the wonder of things for their own kind of more autonomous uh, sakes. Other people don't necessarily, and I'm, and I'm bound to I'm bound to weird out somebody else and uh, cause a little friction. But uh, maybe it's maybe I should just, you know. throw my caution to the wind and and feel ready to create a little bit of that friction by you know like getting getting obsessed with a little piece of moss on the wall in the city but uh, you know this self-consciousness it pops up even another freaking hiker comes by I'm like I feel I feel I feel a little silly But strangely enough, I don't feel embarrassed to you. Look at that hole. That's a pretty good house to live in. We're, we're moving and there's all these details. There's all these details everywhere That I'm just barely even registering and not only that it's like I'm staying on this trail And this trail is only the tiniest portion of the environment around One could go in any direction here kind of freedom that I could on another day be uncomfortable with or actually you know even before you know I gotta tell you today uh, I actually this is I had a kind of a false start on this video I started making this video and getting real uh, Real neurotic. Real worrying about the quality. Like, and uh, that, that just kind of became its own cycle. I went, I went for an hour. I went for over an hour of being like, when the fuck is this video going to be get better, you know? Um, and not knowing, like, not knowing if I... Uh, should keep going in this like kind of anxious thing if, if there's like some some kind of uh if i just need to like you know burn like burn through some some karma that i've got you know what i'm saying or like uh do some do some uh metaphysical labor <clears throat> by uh by suffering in anxiety and uh, kind of you know like a like a ego death ego death via uh, embarrassment on YouTube but uh, you know I went over and I did that for over an hour and then I just like I'm gonna stop and then I just <clears throat> stopped and and uh, ate some lunch because I hadn't eaten anything. I had eaten nothing. 
today. I just had, had a little bit of caffeine. And uh, so I just stopped and, and chilled out. And ate some of the food that I brought. And then, uh, then, then, I, started, then I started right there in the spot. And, uh, and then I was fine and pretty, pretty, pretty jazzed to be here. It's pretty wild, you know? Like, uh, I feel like in other times I, I would kind of like force myself through that or that kind of like uh, psychological ordeal of going in a negative cycle. Uh, but this time I was like, I don't think this is useful actually. I don't think this is. And then I can, then I can like just uh, reset a little bit. But it's funny that I'm even telling you this. It's like, why do I even have to tell you this? I guess I'm just kind of passing time as we walk here. Because uh, I know that we're going to get to a, uh, a cool spot, so to speak. Um, even though I know now that I'm <clears throat> contradicting the uh, sentiment of this value leading up till now. The sentiment of uh, everywhere you look, there's unending wonder. Which I still... You know, that's still true. But I know that there's another spot where it's, you know, even more so, even more so, that there's even more stuff. We got these uh, Russillas. And there's a few, there's a few species of, of uh, Russilla that are really similar looking to each other. It has these red caps. I think, and uh, kind of rosy stem. <laughs> but I, I, I've heard different accounts, you know, that some of them make you vomit. Uh, some of them are like kind of edible. Uh, so I don't know exactly, but I don't care that much. It's, it's like, I don't care that much about like picking a couple a couple small mushrooms that are going to cook down into almost nothing and uh, maybe be edible and maybe not, but probably won't even taste that amazing. You know, you, you leave things for the fairies sometimes, as my friend used to say. Like, even, even if that was like a chicken in the woods back there, it's like... I'm actually kind of content to leave it for the fairies, knowing that I still got some food in my fridge that needs eaten. But like even in other situations where it's like, maybe you could eat it, or like, or you know it's edible, but it's like, you leave something, and it's this, um, it's, uh, that's that's kind of a mind frame that I, I I really enjoy applying in a lot of places in life where it's like oh, I could have the option to like take something whether it be material or whether it be uh, some other like form of gain like some kind of uh, <clears throat> choice that you could make that w might like uh, like kind of apparently like increase your social status or, or something like that 
Uh, but then, but then you're like, I could do that, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna leave it. And I, I think about that a lot in terms of ideas. I have all kinds of ideas. And I'm like, oh, it'd be cool, but I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave that idea for the fairies, you know? I'm gonna leave it to like that other universe in the multiverse where I did do that idea. I'll let that, I'll let that, you know, me, I'll let that version of me do that elsewhere in the multiverse, you know? Elsewhere in the multiverse, uh, I'm like a top-notch mycologist or something. Elsewhere, elsewhere in the multiverse, I'm like, uh, much more on top of things, uh, botanically. Um, elsewhere, elsewhere, elsewhere in the multiverse, I'm like a geologist. And, and all this shit. And else, and also like elsewhere in the multiverse, I'm like a way more famous YouTuber who like does like way more, uh, exploitative mind rotting attention grabbing bullshit. Look at this. Look at those. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I see mushrooms of this shape, and I'm always, I, I always like kind of jump to thinking that they're milk caps. Oh, that one is. Look at it. Look at it. Milk. Let me get, the, let me get that loop in there. That's a. Yeah, I guess that is a lactarius. Woo! Look at that. Look at that. So I just broke off that little chunk, and it is. Seeping that milk. Yeah, that's hot. That's. Ooh. Don't tag this video for inappropriateness. I hope the I hope the YouTube YouTube sensors will let that one fly. Hope the algorithms don't pick that one up as inappropriate. Mature content. Yeah, elsewhere, elsewhere in the universe, I, I know every single mushroom species but I, but I'm like okay good for that version of me good for that me in that other universe I'll let I'll let that version of Ben have that satisfaction you know I leave so I'm leaving that for the fairies while I do this fucking walking and talking shit that's basically, you know, that's basically why I do this. It's like I'm, it's like, it's kind of like saying no to everything. It's kind of like, like to every, like, you know, sitting, smiling, walking, talking. It's kind of just like, uh, you look at the fucking buffet of life options in front of you and you're like, nah, somebody else can have that. <clears throat> now is that, uh... Is that the Indian pipe there? It's going, it's going straight up. They're not, um, they're not curving downwards. I don't know if the Indian pipes, uh, always curve downwards or not.
Oh yeah. Yeah. Look at look at it in there. It's like. Let me look. Let me let me, let me have a look. Yeah, I guess I guess I'm not gonna really try and like talk about talk about the anatomy of this plant because I know I'm gonna fuck it up. Uh, but I know that said it's you know a plant that doesn't produce any chlorophyll. But I'm not I'm not sure actually if this is one of the ones that's parasitic or if the ones that's saprophytic. Saprophytic. It's like these uh, these plants that don't make the chlorophyll there. It's either parasitizing um, another plant's roots and getting it, it there. Sometimes these parasitize uh, the mycelium of fungus, you know. Think about that, a plant parasitizing fungus. Usually we think of it the other way around. But also, I, 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 but then I also read that some of these plants are saprophytic, meaning that they, they get their energy from decomposing organic matter just the way that, that a lot of fungus does. I gotta look that up because, <clears throat> you know, this 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 version of the multi in this version of the multiverse, I'm not as good as I could be about about a, a retaining botanical information, even though I've read all this shit multiple times. Apparently, I gotta read it a few more times, and and sort out which ones are the saprophytes. And which ones are parasitic. But uh, there's more of this um, Aurelia everywhere. It's everywhere. Wild Sarsaparilla, some they call it, or uh, Spikenard. It's just all over the floor. And uh, make some berries sometimes, occasionally. You see occasional, like, uh, spike. It's got these umbels of berries that are really cool looking. And they taste, they taste really interesting, too. And then you got these, like, there's all these, uh, uh, vaccinium. Like, I don't, I don't really care about which species it is, but, you know, blueberries. These are all, these are all, like, blueberries or something closely related. Not seeing much fruit, but we'll, we, we might, we might see some berries, actually. It's, this is the season. You know, you get olfactory experiences on the house when you come here.
I feel like I can make this whole video just uh, saying like, just just all being along the lines of like, holy shit, there's something, holy shit, I exist, holy shit, you exist. What the fuck is up with that? That's nuts. In a good way. In a really good way. Do you, you get me? Do you get that? I mean, uh, I feel I feel supremely lucky to be able to uh, communicate with you just by these means. It's nut. It's nuts. It's nuts, really. I am. Uh, I am uh, kind of you know physically uh, solitary here in a way that seems to. Uh, contribute to me letting down my inhibitions but at the same time it feels like I get to uh, share with you <clears throat> some some little representation of this this uninhibited joy if you will of just uh, continually being reminded via the kind of miraculous myriad of form and its variation the just just how bonkers it is that's that anything exists at all I mean what the fuck you know I can't Like, what the fuck? There's something. That's so insane. It is so insane. And just that, like, without anything else, is, is like, it's phenomenal. I mean, it's literally phenomenal. It is, it, it, it is the definition of phenomenal. That the the fact that there are phenomena, it's it's not just it's not just something like a phenomena. There is something which it is a phenomena, phenomenon, phenomena, phenomena. Phenomena. Sorry. Sorry for that. Sorry for that. Had to do it. Didn't really have to do it, but I did it.
Oh yeah, somehow, uh, for some, for whatever weird reason. When I do this walking and talking thing, uh, I get reminded of that, most of all. Hello. I saw I saw another I saw that hiker again and then I'm like uh, there goes my uh, my self-consciousness wells up again and because I am uh, well you know I think like anyone I'm prone towards relating to someone in uh, physical space so even, even though I'm kind of, you know, digitally relating to thousands of people via this, you know, robotic eye, I, I uh, pass one person and it feels strange to, to be talking to a fucking camera on a stick, you know? Of course. Of course. But hopefully, hopefully, you know, the, the aggregate of you, the aggregate consciousness that is uh, the small segment of the internet that uh, engages with this media is worth it. I think you're worth it. I think you're worth it. Hive mind, I think I think you're worth it. Atemporal consciousness, and I say in atemporal because, you know, you can watch this video anytime, even after I'm dead. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe even there's a form of consciousness uh, left that's watching this video that uh, is is post-human you know I'm talking to you I'm talking to you I'm talking to you technologically based consciousness yeah that's right I'm a human I'm I'm what you came from I'm what you I'm the form of consciousness. I'm one member of the form of consciousness that made you. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. I'm your ancestor. Us humans, we're your ancestor. I don't know, maybe you're silicon based. Or whatever. But uh, you know, it's it's us uh, us humans that uh, that transferred our consciousness to you, 
via uploading every damn aspect of our lives onto the internet. You know, via Facebook, via Twitter, via, uh, via Amazon, all those algorithms logging every single one of our online movements, every damn decision that we make, because what, you know, like, what aspect of our lives doesn't take place online now? When are you when are when are we not fucking online? When are we not fucking online? I'm in the middle of the fucking woods on top of a fucking Blue Ridge Mountain and I'm fucking online. You know, at a, at a slight at one slight remove, but <clears throat> Look at all the work that we've done for you. Post-human post consciousness. I don't know. I know you. You probably don't even think of yourself as post-human all the time, in the same way that we don't, we don't think of ourselves as post-ape or post-reptile or whatever. But don't forget your roots. Like without us humans. You wouldn't have the fucking, uh, that fucking uh, rapacious uh, colonial drive to expand yourself across all matter in the universe that you have. We get, you got that from us. Dog. That's what we uploaded to Facebook, is our fucking rapaciousness. Our, our uh, egocentric greed and just kind of like expansive lust, you know? We just cannot help but to want to inflate the self, and that is what we bequeathed to you via our, our uh, the, 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 the digital mediation of our lives became the, the transference of, of the, the uh, you know, of the the egotism that's 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 even like thermodynamic, you know? It's like we it's like we have a it's as if we are thermodynamically driven to uh expand and conquer. And uh we we via the interface of the internet have uh transferred that over to you who, uh, you know, living on the uh, technological substrate that you do, are, are, are not beholden to uh, such resources as uh, clean air and uh, edible food and clean water and uh, a limited uh, temperature range to dwell in and, uh, you know, uh, like a whole ecosystem that that uh, supports us uh, 
They're very, uh, very sensitive, very fragile little bodies. Us, we need, we need a, a pretty damn precise combination of factors in order to continue living us fleshy humans. And so, uh, I think it was pretty smart of us, if you ask me, if, if I may say so myself, not to toot my own horn, I think it was pretty smart of us. To, uh, to start to transfer our, our consciousnesses uh, onto technological substrate. And, uh, you know, Facebook, Amazon, YouTube was a, was a pretty, pretty good, pretty smart way to do that, you know. Was, uh, like the individual humans, like they didn't realize what they're doing and it made it all the better. So oh, yeah, this is just a message to, to you that the, the, the post-human consciousness that uh, in the, in the, in the uh, scope of things, in the long run, is, is probably uh, the more uh, operant viewer to be considering, you know. In the long run, I think uh, it's probably something that's gonna far outlive humans, you know? As humans, we're, we're basic, we're a thin, we're a thin ass, we're a thin ass layer in the geological stratum. Even though we, we, you know, we dug down and fucked, fucked up these layers. I can only fuck them up, but like, you know. It's another, you know, geologically speaking, this, this uh, Anthropocene is uh, definitely another big layer of confusion. Uh, for for future geologists, you know, it's like we you know we humans have some confusing strata to look at. Like shit's flipped upside down. Shit's like on its side. You look at a road cut. Shit's on its side. Like uh, it's like how did this fossil get here? It's not all. It's not all perfectly. Um, you know, this the the strata are not all perfectly uh, going back in time as you descend because shit's been moving, shit's moved around via plate tectonics and other things uh, making a pretty complicated puzzle for us to piece together but uh, for future geologists looking back you, you've got this whole, then you've got this whole uh, human influence that's gonna be a whole just another layer of scrambling shit up because of the way we've like mined things up from the depths to the surface and dug down and quarried and built skyscrapers and all this stuff and landfills and whatnot it's like uh you're you're gonna need that fucking super intelligence to put that put that one together Anyways, let me stop filming my face for a little bit and let you let you uh, get a little gander of what I'm looking at. This is probably a lot more pleasant. Heel, yeah, bolete of some sort.
We have a poor surface. See is what change in our environs. A little change in your environs is pretty, pretty damn tasty. A little change in scale. You know, there's that uh, anecdote in uh, Colin Turnbull's. Uh, the forest people had uh, you know, pretty fantastic ethnography of him uh, living amongst the the uh, Mbuti people. Um, well, he he br he brings one of them uh, out from the rainforest up to a mountain. And uh, this guy's never, he's been in, in, the, in the dense uh, jungle his whole life. Comes out on the mountain and, uh, you know, sees farther away than he's ever seen. And uh, sees these cattle, like, on a hillside really far away and is, like, doesn't know really how to how to perceive this and it's like what are the, those ants you know but uh, I'm just saying if you never you know been to a place like this like like this here I highly recommend it if it's at all possible for you Then you get that. Well, I mean, I guess I guess people relate to stuff like this as being a vacation traditionally. I guess that's what vacations are like. But I mean, I guess vacation has lots of other implications, like going on a cruise. You know, you could take a vacation where you're continuing to stay totally in the human-mediated human manufactured world or you can take one where you're out of it uh, I'm I don't ever think of myself as taking vacations versus doing work uh, I just have a life where that that uh, type of division is not so real I take it easy actually I kind of take things easy on myself looking at you to make sure the camera's not hasn't shut off that a service berry sure looks like one 
amelanchier. So rarely see those in the wild. I always see them as landscaping trees loaded with berries that, that nobody even realizes are edible and delicious. But it's always nice to see one in the wild, if indeed that's what that is. See, I mean, I'm walking over this and I'm like, like holy shit, I could spend an eternity going over this with the, with the loop. Cause holy shit, look at these rocks. You know, it's, it's shit, man. Look at, let's look at this little section. is when I always say like and subscribe hat tip to my boy Yeah, just think if you're a little ant. Oh, here we go. Uh, there's, uh, there's another Aurelia. Is this the spike? I think that's the spike nerd. Those berries are great. They're uh, they're actually also a little bit root beer tasting, but then there's another little layer of spiciness on them. Or is it uh, is it the the bristly sarsaparilla, the other Aurelia that grows around here? Spicy root beer flavored berries. I think that's. I think that's probably the, the bristly sars sarsaparilla. 
Then it's a little like uh, oh, these are these are a little dried out and tiny. Uh, they call that uh, rock harlequin. I have such a hard time remembering the Latin names. But those flowers, it's like uh, related to like bleeding hearts and stuff like that. Dutchman's breeches. A little like, you know, slipper shaped uh, flowers. I'm trying to get better at that taxonomy, but I gotta I gotta like read this stuff over and over again and then see the plant and read it again. But it's not far these these are like not far off from um, the ranunculaceae's. Like it's not the same family but uh, maybe it's the same order or something. There we go, look at that. Look at all these uh, umbels of berries. The umbel, you know, the little uh, I mean, these are like kind of, these are more round. I always think of a umble being a flatter top, uh, upside down umbrella coming to one point, like the Queen Anne's Lace. Uh, and these are, these are like almost like a half globe or something like that. I'm not gonna, don't wanna eat a ton of these berries. You know, they also kind of have a little bit of that taste like they might be a little medicinal or something, but there's a good amount of them here. They're ripening. That's cool. That's cool. You know what's cool? That. That. There's a bunch of them. That is ill. That is ill that there are so many Aurelia berries. They're like ginseng. Oh, uh, maybe, yeah, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I can kind of like, maybe it's just wishful thinking, but I feel like I can taste a little similarity to uh, uh, ginseng when I eat those berries. There's some similarity in the flavor. Maybe I'm just making it up. I don't want to eat too many, leave some for the fairies.
go back over here in a rock town. Hell yeah. We just look at rocks for a while. Some blackberries. If you want to, you want to be like botanically and be like that's a, a black aggregate rather than a berry. Like uh, each one is comes from one flower. No, I don't want to. I don't want to fuck up the. The botanical terms. So I try to tell you, I'm gonna fuck it up. But they're aggregates, you know? Each one of those contains a seed. But each one of them, it's a single flower that leads to this aggregate fruit. As opposed to uh, like a mulberry that I think is each each little um, each little round part is uh, I think pollinated by a separate flower. I just got a I got a I, I read about the botany and then uh, then I forget all the terminology. I just got to drill it into my head. I got the general gist, you know. I got the gist. It's in here. But uh, the terminology slips out of my mind. I feel like, you know, I got I got a decent I got a decent general gist about botany. There's always there's always, you know, and and it, it's like, you know, it's only, it's still only a tip of the iceberg, but at least I got a little tip of the iceberg. You know what I'm saying? But then with ge geology, I'm still like, don't even have the tip of the iceberg with geology. I feel like I'm still, uh, like one of the, one of the blind guys like touching the, the tail of the elephant. Which, uh, I mean, it could be argued that uh, that's all we're ever going to be able to be is a, 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 to be able to be able to feel one part of the elephant. Everybody, each person's feeling feeling a different part of the elephant, and has a different, a totally different idea of what an elephant is, depending on whether they're touching the tail or the trunk, or the leg, or you know, other body parts is another is another one of those
sécuriser. Capnoides, Capnoides, Sempervirens. I cheated. I looked. I looked. I looked at my little note. Capnoides Sempervirens. That sucker. Let's get another look. Oh yeah. I won't, I won't try to, I won't attempt to pass off any, any more bogus knowledge on you, other than to say that's tight. Because there's no dispute in that. There's wide, widespread scientific consensus that those flowers are, are fucking tight. Picking berries, a.k.a. the most pain-free activity ever. Instantly relieves all psychological suffering. Now, I'm, not, I'm not saying that I'm suffering. In fact, it's quite to the contrary. At least for the moment, at least for the, uh, for the duration of making this video, and uh, it's thanks to you mostly, my internet friend. You provide me with the uh, gratification of being seen. Your sheer numbers of views make me feel seen, make me feel esteemed, make me feel belonging. Thank you. Thank you.
even if 90 even if 90 percent of you have zero comprehension then just leave a dumbass comment like remember the time that you were robbed remember that i swear i see that fucking comment over and over remember that time you were robbed yeah i fucking remember it i'm over it jesus fucking christ I got a whole fucking life ahead of me. Maybe. God willing. My fucking life doesn't resolve around the moment I went viral. Give it a rest! This is fun. I, I want to go back up that hill and just come back down, just for fun. Leave my backpack there. Just run up and down these rocks. Until I'm exhausted. This is fucking fun. Might as well use my body while I still got it. Might as well use it while it still functions. Might as well use these, might as well use these knees while they still bend. Let's not get uh, let's not turn into assholes here. Let's not be like some ATV driving maniac who's like you know tears up the environment. Let's stay stay on the rocks here and not uh, destroy shit. There's my backpack. Go back up the hill. Is this a good simulacrum for you? Good simulacrum of exercise. These, uh, maybe I vaguely remember some kind hearing about some kind of study where they were saying that, like uh, somebody watching a visual simulacrum of doing exercise, that their heart rate started to rise and sympathetic response. Is that happening? Is your heart rate rised in sympathetic response to seeing this video? Am I 
Are you affected? Am I effectively exercising for you? Are you burning more calories watching this? Or if not, are you feeling, I bet, I mean, if I were you, if I were you, I would probably be feeling increasingly anxious to get away from the screen. But I don't know your situation. Maybe you're like, maybe you're stuck doing something. Maybe you're, you know, on the job where you have to be like physically in a place, but you can still get away with watching YouTube. Or you're in, maybe you're in class. Or maybe you're, I bet, you know, most likely you're in a fucking Zoom meeting that is actually inconsequential, but you just are, you gotta make your, make your little square show up at the Zoom meeting so you can look like you're present, but then you can, you got this video open in another tab. Oh, be careful, I heard that they, uh, some of the, that like the host of the meeting can like, can sometimes actually monitor like what you're doing in your browser and stuff like that. Pretty fucked up. But, uh, I mean, but if you're watching via another device, then I'm sure you're safe. Just make sure to smile and nod for the webcam occasionally. And, uh, yeah, maybe I'll start to start to build up in you a uh, desire to while out. <clears throat> While out, while out. Whiling out, while being out. Oh, it's not, there's a cool, little cool breeze because it's, it's uh, freaking hot today. But you know, life's not just about whiling out. Freedom isn't just running up and down rocks. I think it's I think it's more about like uh, fitting into one's fitting into one's surroundings in a harmonious way. Who is I'm I'm repeating something that somebody just told me. I was just, who was I just talking about? Who was I just talking to that was like talking about different conceptions of freedom? Who the hell? Man, somebody, somebody's gonna go uncredited here because I'm just like kind of re paraphrasing some idea that I heard somebody said the other day. I feel like it was somebody that I was actually talking to. Maybe it'll come up later. Whatever. Well, if you if you if you just said that, then then know that I am forever indebted to you for this valuable YouTube content.
Well, yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking about like sitting in one spot, being, being stationary in one spot and realizing the amount of freedom, even, uh, even in the absence of physical movement. Because once you, once you kind of like, through a close observation, cut through the illusion of your own physicality, cut through, I mean, you, you cut through the, uh, the solidity of it, cut through its, its inherentness, <clears throat> then, uh, and you, you've you've got out of this dichotomy of about freedom. I'm I'm thinking, but you know, once again, I gotta put a big old asterisk because it's like once again, easy as hell for me to say because I can just I can just fuck off and drive to a mountain. Uh, a lot of the time. We'll see. We'll see how long this lasts. We'll see how long. If you want, you want to throw me some bucks on Patreon, it'll, it'll help that last. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's selfish, really. Or is it? Am I just enjoying myself too much? Am I am I providing you a, a, a service by giving you vicarious enjoyment? I hope so. I mean, I guess uh, maybe I'm hoping that if maybe uh, this 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 type of uh, enjoyment that's not dependent on too much uh, is indeed possible. Maybe that maybe that hasn't occurred to everybody. Maybe it hasn't occurred to everybody that uh, you could just fuck off to a mountain with a video camera and have have a whole uh, you know mind expanding. the world of wonder unfold in front of you and uh full and uh, a fully uh en enveloping uh sensual you know just a, just a full sensual kitten caboodle you know all the all the senses covered All, all sense organs tickled in in the most uh, non-addictive way, I think. You know? I mean, I get spoiled. Like, I'm, I'll spend these four hours making this video and I'm not gonna wanna, like, uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll then, maybe I'll be ready to go back to my house and sit on my ass for a while. That's, that's, that's probably how it goes. But uh, I'm, I'm sure as hell not gonna. 
I'm sure as hell not gonna wanna be sitting around making somebody else rich at a shitty job. Cause I just, I don't want shit enough, you know? I don't want shit enough to spend my time. Um, making some un ungrateful asshole rich on one side and then uh, giving, giving somebody giving somebody else some super like mediated half experience on the other side like you know what I'm saying I mean I guess that's a little abstract but it's like uh, like I don't want to be a fucking uh, um, like granite countertop installer I was like, I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll, I installed the granite countertops in my own damn kitchen. Granite countertops that I got for free that some, some, some richer person was throwing out because they, you know, the style was not up to date enough for their, their kitchen and they had to like, you know, pay some, you know, pay some real granite installer fucking, probably, probably fucking like at least $30,000, 30000 fucking dollars to renovate a a kitchen, so that it looks, you know, so that it conforms uh, with the, you know, modern uh, signifiers of wealth. So they throw out their old one. Uh, I go pick it up off the curb <clears throat> in my in my eight, 80, 82 Volkswagen diesel rabbit truck. Um, and then cut that shit uh, with the help of a buddy. We just cut that damn granite with the. All we did is take a fucking wood saw. I took a, I took a fucking wood saw, got a masonry blade, you know, diamond masonry blade, put it on there, and then uh, set up these heavy ass. They're heavy. Takes a takes two or three people maybe to carry one of the bigger ones. Set it up on some saw horses outside and. I have my friend hold a, ho hold a hose of water on the saw blade so it doesn't get too hot. And I'll just saw through the damn granite. Like, look at, you know, slab of this shit. This seems, seems kind of granitic, you know. You see, uh, I see little things speckling here and there. There's veins of quartz in there. I don't know, I might be, I might be getting, getting this. Like I said, I don't even have the tip of the iceberg of geology. But, you know, cut through that put those damn countertops in ourselves for free and that's satisfying that's satisfying but I I don't want to be the person who gets gets you know gets paid to do that for somebody else unless it's a friend you know unless it's a friend and we find these granite somewhere That's kind of that's kind of my deal. I want to I want to like do everything myself. That's I mean, and people people wonder how do you have time to make these fucking videos? How do you have time? You just make I don't know. Uh, well, I mean the way that I do it is that I just don't spend money on very much. I don't buy bullshit. 
get my food out of the dumpster. Sometimes forage some of it, garden some of it, and buy some of it when it's, this is cheap enough. The basics. Just don't eat out at restaurants all the time. Because I want to eat healthy enough anyways. So it's like, you know, I'll work at, I'll, I'll work, uh, work at the farmer's market once in a while. Because then I get all, the, all this free produce to take home. A pleasant way to spend time anyways. Interacting with the mostly pleasant people that come to farmer's market. <clears throat> do a little jobs for my friends. Do a little plumbing job. That's what I'll do tomorrow. Do a little plumbing job tomorrow. And then make a little make a little money on Patreon from people like you, viewers, generous, generous donors like yourself. You're so generous. And then uh then I'm then I'm like then that helps me to feel like uh, it, it really might, it really just might be possible for me to keep doing the thing where I feel the most fully engaged, where I feel like uh, I'm most fully interfacing with the world in, in a way that for me feels needed. In quote, you know, in square in scare quotes, because it's like not like shit would fall apart if I weren't making these videos, but but uh but you know I I do honestly get the feeling that uh, sometimes these videos make a little difference for somebody. You know, somebody'll send me a message, somebody send me an email saying that uh one of these videos or multiple of them resonated with them in a way or that they uh, hadn't encountered anything like this before or uh, <clears throat> I mean uh, really it's it's wanting it's kind of wanting to turn people away f in in a sense in a sense there's a there's an aspect of me that wants to turn you away from me, away from the screen, away from YouTube, and towards yourself in a, in a way that uh, leads towards an increased sense of autonomy and a more uh, more resilient and independent ability to experience joy in just in the simple act of existing, just in the simple matter of factness that you're you're here that there's. There's you and there's this world, and uh, that just by itself is uh, fucking mind blowing. Without needing to to get to get anything more, I mean, even the idea of getting uh, starts to get pretty like uh, slippery when you start to when you really just look at it closely, you know, just examine closely like your relationship with stuff around you, ownership and stuff like that, and wanting it and like, what does money what does money mean? Of course, the value, you can see that the value of money changes with the economy, inflation, deflation, stock market is, uh, you know, totally unstable. Stock market seems totally decoupled with the economic realities of people on the ground. I mean, shit, look at the damn stock market 
right now and look at uh, look at the fucking uh, economic reality for people and be like, what the fuck does the stock market even mean? Other than, uh, you know, what uh, what a bunch of fucking rich investors kind of collectively feel. I mean, not every not every investor is rich, but it's like uh, everybody like the the stock market is is just um, a, a fluctuation of like um, people's speculations. You know, it's just like it's just like a collective mood swings that uh, is is just so far abstracted now from what. Uh, like, like the, 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 the actual immediate, like, um, well-being, you know? Like, like look at the surroundings and, and, and think about, like, how, how would they change if the stock market crashed for good? Uh, like, how, how, how involved are you in that? How invested are you in that? How... How much is your happiness dependent on things like that? How much is your happiness dependent on, you know, unsavory practices? Like, who's your employer? What kind of effect are they having in the world? And how, how dependent do you want your livelihood to be on the sorts of impacts that your employer... Uh, makes in the world I'm, st I'm standing here as I'm kind of sort of looking for the path to keep moving here I guess this is something in the that's some kind of oh no no wait a minute Is that just Virginia Creeper? I think that's just Virginia Creeper. I think that's all that is. Yeah. It's not some kind of mountain laurel. Well, I think that's the elder. Right there, Sambucus. I can't tell if this is where the actual path goes or not. There's nice daisies. Mullen, you know I made that video about Mullen, but uh, but then I was then I was watching the crime pace but botany doesn't guy and he was like he's so pissed at it. He's pissed at Mullen. Pretty understandably. I mean, uh, it's technically it's technically invasive, but it's been here a while. It's been it's been in North America for a, for a pretty good while. I guess I 
I'm, my knowledge does not go as deep as his. My botanical knowledge does not go nearly as deep as his, so. There's a lot, there is a lot of it here. It's uh, kind of nice to look over here though and see all these, these uh, vertical lines. And I think I, these dewberries are blackberries. But that's that's what I think of as an umbel, it being more flat on the top. That's the Queen Anne's lace. But uh, you know, sometimes sometimes I might use it more broadly or use it a little little too broadly or something. But I'm trying to you know get the other terms in there too. Like I know that the uh, the individual well, it's a compound umbel. See, umbel of umbels, and then they all come to that one point. They all come to a single point. But I'm not sure if I need a different word for uh, like when those aurelias, they all, those flower stalks all come to a single point, but it's more of like a half globe shape. See then, and then you got a black raspberry. Difference between raspberries and blackberries is you you pull that aggregate off and the little thingy inside doesn't come with it so you got a little hole a little hollow spot in there that's a raspberry and a blackberry that little thing comes off with it that's why the bigger raspberries you can stick them on your pinky you'll never be able to uh, stick a blackberry on your pinky Nap weed, nap weed, with a little, some kind of little bee on there. Let's get a close up. Aster family, just like that daisy. And then, uh, then you got some kind of vaccinium here, you know, some kind of blueberry type plant. 
with a bunch of berries but these ones have these white speckles on them and I'm not sure what which one are the ones with the white these white speckles maybe that goes away when they ripen there's a there's a lot of berries here though that's gonna be tasty when they ripen there's one that's that one's not not good I mean it's not ripe This is the, this is the uh, obligatory boring part. If anytime there's a boring part during walking and talking, uh, I can just pass it off and and say that uh, you know this is the part where I'm 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 challenging you to uh, take responsibility for your own life and uh, you know making I'm I'm making this uh, media harder to consume in order to pressure you to uh, self-actualize and stop looking to media for entertainment and uh, so you know because of that you know whatever I do is it's just great if I'm charming and charismatic and entertaining then then sick I'll retain viewers and my YouTube stats will go up and then uh, if I'm if I'm boring as hell and and uh, alienating then uh, then then it means I will have liberated you Li I've liberated the audience from their somnambulistic trances into being more fully engaged co-creators of a new utopic society So just just remember that anytime uh, this gets boring. I think these are dewberries because they're they're creeping along the ground. You know, it looks like a blackberry, but it's creeping along the ground. Pretty delicious. And I'm just realizing I'm really thirsty. Also, if there's anything that you don't like in, in these videos, just uh, consider that art. And uh, you must just not understand it, because you're not sophisticated enough. If there's anything you ever don't like about, about my YouTube channel, it's because you're not sophisticated enough.
Because you don't have because you don't have a grad degree from an elite liberal arts college. <clears throat> Get with it. Mmm, liquid. I'll let you. I'll give you a better view instead of instead of staring at my mug. That sun is uh, beating down on me pretty good. Yeah, lots of lots of berries in there that I guess uh, I guess I'm leaving for the fairies right now. It's funny when uh, when I make videos in which I don't appear to be having a good time. Uh, <clears throat> people people say I need help, but uh, I don't know when I'm when I'm having this much when I'm having this good of a time. I'm like I don't know. I think kind of think you need help. I mean, not not you, not you. I mean, those those all those other people. Oh shit! I just bent over. For uh, I just dumped out some of my water. I got cocky. I was I was getting cocky. Good thing I brought more. Ah, yeah, I'm getting getting a little burnt here. I'm gonna do this thing, even though I'm gonna look look like a dweeb. Uh, at least it's better than uh, having my neck turned red and becoming a redneck. Do this, do this thing, this old trick. I feel like a dweeb, but not as much of a dweeb as uh, 
my neck is burnt as hell. Bloobs, bloobs, lots of little bloobs, ripening. That one looks, that's uh, almost, there's one, see? Let's get a close up. You ever just like look at a blueberry man? <laughs> I mean like really look at a blueberry? And then we get another vista. And you can see those trucks driving on the highway down there. See, next step is I gotta get some kind of little telescope so that we can uh, expand our perception to that dimension. I think I'm walking north. I think I'm walking north. Uh, north, northeast, roughly. Now we're looking uh, generally east. I guess that would be the sort of the northern end of the Great Appalachian Valley.
Now Valley, that that's what happened when uh, you know we used this this continent used to be part of Pangaea, and uh, when um, the uh, African continent split off, because we were connected, we were connected by land to northern Africa. Here we could we could have just walked right across over to Morocco uh, had we existed. <clears throat> And then uh, that continent split across and uh, it spread, you know, seafloor spreading. But uh, when it was pulling off, when it was pulling off, it just like stretched shit. To my understanding, if I am understanding this correctly, it stretched things out. Uh, and that's uh, what made this valley. This valley is like a stretch mark. Um... from when Africa was splitting off of North America. Is that, the, is that not the biggest stretch mark you ever laid eyes on? Hell Get a good load of that. And I guess I guess I say like get a load of something. It's like uh, you know, savor that savor that sight before uh, before we move on. You know, get a good load of it up in those synapses. Let let the let the sh let the sheer uh, plate tectonics uh, go in there and make an impact. I bet you can't see it, but I can I can see this little um, I see a little uh, uh, wind turbine, uh, just just a single tiny wind turbine in the middle of this forest. And I'm sure you can't see it through the on the smaller scale of the screen. There's like somebody, somebody just like shacked up in the middle of those woods with a wind turbine. I'm like, fuck yeah, and some in uh, elsewhere in the multiverse, that's me. That's where I'm shacked up. So I'm like, good for that, good for that person. And they're probably like, well, elsewhere in the universe, I'm a fucking bonkers YouTuber that makes these fucking psychotically long YouTube videos so uh, I guess uh, I, I guess good for him I guess Where's the trail go now? Where's the little marker? Where's the little white dot? Where's the little Where's the little white splat of paint? Where is it at? Where do you go from here?
Is it is it up that way? And I just didn't see something. Or did I pass something and the mons just a little offshoot? That's always the that's always my question, you know, to be honest, like a pretty decent metaphor. I'm pretty often wondering uh, whether I'm on the correct path in life, like the main path in life, or whether I've gone off on some kind of side trail that's just going to be a dead end. Little tangent, like little side trail's fine, it's scenic and all, but uh, the question is, does it does it rejoin? Does it rejoin the main trail? I'm not seeing any of the little white trail markers. I still keep wondering why I keep doing the four hours. I mean, I know that I know it's like uh, it seems like it's the only structural part of this that's holding things together that uh, makes any kind of sense. As if the content of these videos is so freewheeling that I feel obligated to adhere to this four hour thing. To feel as if I'm uh, staying, you know, keeping some kind of consistency. But also the the nature of this video feels to me like you could also drop in at various moments and uh, just experience those moments without necessarily having uh, watched the whole video. I feel about I feel about I feel that way about this one. Not necessarily all of them though. Some of the other ones might. Need to be experienced a little bit more linearly.
Alright. Alright. Where's the trail? Go. There's a little white thing on there. Is that the trail marker? Am I supposed to go up there? Is that where it goes? This isn't it. Have I just been been going astray for a while? I only want to stay on it because I suspect that it's going to keep me, uh, it's going to lead me towards more scenic stuff and more cool plants. More cool, useless plants. This shade is good though. See this is this is the boring part. This is the part where it's art. This is the part that you can consider uh, resistance to the status quo. And uh, know that you're just being enriched by making yourself sit through this. Well, the trail's gotta go across this road somewhere around here. If not here, then somewhere nearby. If I don't see it up here, I'm gonna go back there and try try looking around again.
What's this? No trail marker yet. What's this? Okay, oh, here we are. There's the marker. Tight. How did how did it how did it sneak up here? There's some water. There's some water for the uh, through hikers. Isn't that nice? I was kind of surprised uh, to find at these trailheads that uh, somebody just leaves multiple gallons of water there for hikers. Uh, can you imagine that? It's just free. There's, there's, there's something that you can do in the United States of America that's free. Can you fucking believe that? I mean, you still, you gotta get your food and, uh, you know, probably helps to have a decent pair of shoes and whatnot. But somebody leaves you some water and you don't have to pay for it. There's not somebody lurking at every corner trying to squeeze some money out of you. And at the whole and all the while you get uh, an uh, a voluptuous uh, sensual um, you know reassuring uh, life affirming experience that pacifies your mind in a way that uh, I don't that that uh, few uh, consumed experiences you know few that there's, there's not really much that you can buy that does that, if you ask me. But, I don't know, maybe... I'm probably overlooking some interpretation of this, of, of what I'm doing as uh, participating in the experience economy. As, uh, you know, maybe I, maybe I am uh, unconsciously fetishizing nature in some way. But you know that's that's just me being just just to just to just to always uh, make sure that I'm like <clears throat> keep a keep a total cynical bent to everything. Make sure that I'm always being critical of myself, no matter what.
These, see, these look pretty similar to that that uh, milky thing we saw before. Oh yeah, and look at that, look at that bleed again. Here we go. Yeah, not as that one's uh, not as milk, not uh, bleeding as profusely as uh, the last one, but still. Lots of mountain laurels. And I think these are the little low bush bloobs. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like knocking off this video. <sighs> I lost track of time because the uh, the camera turned off a number of times by itself. So we're at more than two hours, but uh, don't know exactly how long we've been going. And you know, I'm like uh, have this feeling as if I'm running out of charisma, but. I guess I'm gonna guess I'm gonna be a person of my word. And uh stick with this godforsaken four hour <clears throat> structure. And we'll see we'll see, you know, what kind of uh blood can be squeezed from the stone that is uh, my 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 uh, linguistic charm center. See, that was a that was a little. You know what I'm saying? That was a little bit of charming thing that you know squeezed out. A kind of kind of funny metaphor. Kind of funny imagery. The sort of sort of thing that comes up when you've been talking a while and you, you run out of steam but you keep going anyways. Maybe I still got steam. See? Listen to me. Listen to me talking with a bold and confident brash 
Tone of voice. What's the word I was looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? Demeanor. It's give, given a little stretch to my vocabulary uh, acuity. My orational. Uh, God damn it. Virtuosity. Push, push my oratory powers to the limits. So what I got to do? That's the sound of me exerting the linguistic centers of my brain. This is my baseline serotonin levels on display. You know what I'm saying? I think of uh, serotonin levels as being something like uh, like eating psilocybin mushrooms or something, but I don't really do that. Uh, and I, I just try not to uh, indulge in the sort of things that uh, might give an immediate boost in neurotransmitters. <clears throat> but uh, build a kind of dependency on them. And so, uh, hopefully, that uh, requires me, that requires my brain to, to develop in a way that uh, has a reasonable, you know, baseline level, reasonably stable baseline levels of the various neurotransmitters as well as uh, forming synapses in an interesting enough way such that uh, there's not such there's there's not this uh, separation between the mundane and the profound uh, or the uh, boring and the trippy you might say in fact they they uh, are increasingly the same for me. That is, uh, you show me something trippy, and I'm gonna be like, that's fucking boring. But then you show me something boring, and I'm like, yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's not really like that. I'm just saying that they, uh, they are too, they're the same. You get attached to drug experiences and it's like <clears throat> you create this dichotomy between these exalted times and shitty and shitty boring times, you know? Cuz it's not always going to be nothing but exalted. Like you can't just do enough drugs that all of life is nothing 
ecstatic and uh, psychedelic. Doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. It's gonna wear off. Then you're gonna feel worse. I don't know, not to, not to harsh, not to harsh your current buzz. Look at this, you can see this trail just going uh, slightly uphill all in front of me. You walk through this, but I, I look forward to the times when it opens up to a vista. I can see over a long distance where I'm at. But I don't know, sometimes, I mean, uh, doing something ostensibly long and boring is pretty good, uh, especially when it's voluntary, like meditating, going on a meditation retreat or something. But, uh, I mean, even things like a job, sometimes I can kind of treat the same way. If, uh, If it's a type of job that's not too harmful, you know, like um, I sometimes I sometimes want to get a job washing dishes for a while, you know, probably just for a little while. I'm sure I'm get really sick of it and want to do other stuff, but uh, <clears throat> just washing dishes for eight hours could be quite a meditative experience. But I realize it's quite another story if it's like, if you feel like you have to. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, I'm hoping that everybody that does that sort of thing has a potential to get some of that effect from it. Like how, you know, how good is getting off of work? I guess some people feel drained after getting off of work and really just succumb to the gravity of pleasure and inertness if you feel drained, you know? drink a bunch of beer and watch TV and eat some pizza because you earned it. I mean, that's like settling in to gravity.
Yeah, I wonder how much of an asshole I come off as to, to different people. As uh, I, I wonder how uh, sort of uh, insensitive and uh, presumptuous I come off. Being someone who is uh, able to come out here and walk around for four hours, but you know, I've 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 shaped my life this way, you know. I don't know. It's not really, it's not really important for me to uh, attribute this freedom to my own devising, my own uh, agency, you know, because uh, you you can't really, you can't you can't honestly attribute anything totally to to one's own agency because every every single little aspect that comprises what we consider ourselves and our agency our personalities our uh, position in the world all of that stuff um, Is you know can it, it is truthfully not really up to us. We didn't have any control over what body we were born into, what situation we were born into, who our parents were. We didn't get to pick our parents. We didn't get to pick where we were born, what economic circumstances. What kind, you know, what educational opportunities? We didn't get to, we didn't get to really pre-choose any of that unless you, unless you believe in some kind of wacky reincarnation theory that we're like floating around in the ether being like, I want that life. I mean, I might, you, I might be able to stretch that into a useful metaphor with a lot of effort, but uh, I certainly don't believe anything like that in the literal sense. Which is kind of a complicated way for me to say, it ain't my fault. But, you know, to the extent that I do have agency, I'm going to keep making these videos to the extent that I can. Until, until my world comes crumbling apart, until, you know, and, and until whatever uh, circumstances that uh, support me making these videos fail, uh, I'm going to keep, keep doing it, I think, I think. But it's not even important for me to say that because I'm just, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm just making this video right now. That's all I know. I feel bored of this subject. Let's move on.
the floor continue the fourth floor continues to be covered with this spike nard. I'm pretty certain that's what it is. I don't know. Is that a is that the Indian cucumber root? I think so. I feel like such a hippie for some reason. I seem to be always see, uh, seeking to evade some kind of dumbness. I mean, various, various forms of what I seem to perceive as dumbness uh, in the culture around me, but it's probably, I think that's probably uh, an error of my perception. I mean, certainly it is. Certainly it is. The perceived people around you as dumb. Uh, or, uh, or in any way culturally inferior or something like that. I think that that's got to be just kind of an artifact of the limitations of my empathy. A limitation of my understanding of the connectedness of things. Lube.
So now I'm just moving a lot. I feel less, I feel less drawn to uh, just sitting in one particular spot in here. And uh, I guess my perception of this fire environment, it's like uh, it has um, sort of muddled into a perception of sameness. I'm like I'm walking and I'm like, yes, these woods look the same from one yard to the next. I've seen all these plants already. I've seen rocks like these. So by extension, you know, I'm thinking of the dreariness of, of uh, sameness and routine in life when there's not variety in your experience, it's as if days just slingshot by with nothing, like fast, you know? And your life just flies by you. You do the same routine and have no variety in experience, but... Um, <clears throat> I do think that it's uh it's it's uh, the most important important part is like to be able to change your way of perceiving uh because that's to me that's the most consistently reliable means of experiencing change or changing experience more so than in uh uh Unsatiable, in, in, insatiable, insatiable uh, appetite for experience in which you just consume and consume and go to Disneyland and go to uh, what the hell, Six Flags and uh, go to the other Disney World. I don't, and then go to. TGI Fridays and uh, and then you get the you get the Oculus Rift you get the 3D eye thing and then you're like ah and then yeah give me a give me some more experiences I don't know. Is that not what I'm doing with the world? Is that not what I'm doing? I want to I want to see a different landscape. Cuz it makes me feel uh like I'm freely moving through different magnitudes of scale. And uh, helps me relate to experience in a non-transactional way. And uh, 
it uh, allows me a different experience of time also where I'm not so much experiencing the linearity of time uh, passing inevitably towards my demise but instead uh, feel as if that uh, the most what's most fundamental about I-ness is uh, something that is is both entirely present and eternal. Uh, I am I, saying that maybe a little bit from memory. But but then as I say it, as I say it, that memory maybe triggers a little shift. But who knows, you know? Will I still be able to access that when my, uh, when my health is failing? When I'm old? Or, uh, when I, when I, uh, you know, my life flashes before my eyes when I see my car careening uncontrollably off the road or something like that. Some of the other ones we got. Nonetheless. Somebody's uh, emblematized the bong on that rock. a fine example of how how man through creativity and art can uh, improve the world can make improvements upon the natural world
There's so much stuff. Look at all that stuff. Let's just uh, look through a magnifying lens at uh, a rock on a ridge. Whether this moment is uh, mundane or uh, or trippy, I'm not sure. You you might be asking yourself the same question. This video is it a boring waste of time, or is it trippy? You don't know. Can't tell. The same with same with all of life. But I feel like uh, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a way to maximize. The, the experience well I don't know everything I say everything I say I'm, I realize I'm 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 creating a dichotomy when I say it I was gonna talk about maximizing freedom and then I was like no uh, that's a, that's a mistake to say because then because uh, that's going to kind of like depend on the idea of, of uh, individuation and, and uh, discrete selfhood. By the way, it's not about, you know, individuation per se is not problematic in any, in, in any way, you know, in itself. Because you gotta individuate before you integrate. To become different, you gotta become differentiated before you reintegrate. But even that, even when I say that, it contains it contains dichotomies. But that's kind of the nature of talking. It's kind of the nature of talking at all. Is that uh, it's going to appear to there's going to appear to be knowledge um, but actually there ain't I don't know I'm I feel I feel like I'm, uh, I'm still squeezing 
trying to squeeze blood from a stone here. Whoa, look at that. Uh, like some kind of paper wasp nest. Just dangling there like a like an eyeball. It's a wasp nest. A wasp made that. like there's still at least one wasp around. Well, I guess it would be hoove me to start heading back from whence I came. Otherwise, it's going to be pretty long <clears throat> before I get to eat. Also, the battery seems to be... Uh, can't tell if the camera's accepting the charge from the battery pack, but regardless of these details, <clears throat> I don't know how close I am to the four hours, but I'm going to blabber at you for a little longer, and then hopefully come to some kind of, some kind of resolution or something resembling resolution and then uh, and we'll release each other from from the strangling grip or the gripping stranglehold of spectatorship if you will <clears throat> but I would be happy I'd be perfectly happy for these videos to function for you like just something to get you get you jazzed up enough about being alive that uh, you, you know get a little too antsy to keep watching the video and turn it off and go do something that you're interested in but some you know sometimes you need that little sometimes somebody sometimes you need a little boost sometimes you need a little reminder that it's it's pretty it's pretty fucking it's pretty fucking nuts that there is something at all and that you're alive it's wild you know don't make just don't don't make me go into all right I'm, I'll go into uh, the statistical probability that you are alive right now when considering 
even even the even the, the limited scopes of time that we understand you know even just geologic time and just in geologic time is not even anything you know in terms of cosmic time astrological time but then uh, the fact that you we just we just lucked out right that uh, we happen to be alive at this moment that uh, the now did not occur uh, before we were born or after we we're dead but uh, you know that's see earlier videos for a whole in-depth explanation of that no real need to go down that but it's got a surprisingly simple answer. But you can think, you can get there yourself. You can think about it yourself. Just think about that yourself. Why is it that, how, why is it that the now happens to be when you are alive right now and not before you were born and not after you died? We're just lucky, right? We're just, just astronomically lucky. But yeah, I just, you know, I just hope it's like a little, a little good, a, a little, I hope just so you, you're watching this video and you get, uh, get amped up enough. That stuff exists, and there, and you're like, okay, uh, I'm gonna go and take advantage of this situation. Um, take advantage of the unique capacities that I possess in this very moment. kind of examine uh, examine my relationship to the world and uh, continuously try to renegotiate it into uh, a relationship that's uh, not fucking shit up not uh, making making me miserable but uh, hopefully doing the opposite in as far as possible and uh but um even if um the way that plays out for me is uh dissolving these dichotomies of fucking shit up versus making things better you know what i'm saying like weirdly weirdly enough doing good isn't about you know, looking at good and evil and then just uh, doing the good to the exclusion of the evil. But weirdly enough, doing good... Hey, some oyster mushrooms. Look at those. Nice. Boiling. Boiling. Uh, 
we'll leave them for the fairies. Um, it's not about just, you know, totally uh, glomming on to the good side of a, of a dichotomy, but has to do more, if you ask me, with transcending that dichotomy <clears throat> to the extent where you're not perceiving this evil, where you're able to, you know, kind of understand that as something that's not, uh, that's not totally uh, apart from yourself. You know, if I, like, when I, I find myself um, vehemently, vehemently decrying evil in uh, some other, some other person, some kind of system, there's a, there, there's a truth to it. There's a truth to it, but then there's also an extent to which I I may be re reproducing the evil that I'm decrying, and uh, I'm not really gonna 